Good morning. Oh, you can do better than that. You're making me more nervous. Good morning. Thank you. All right. Um, you know what? I'm going to be very honest with you this morning. Um, I'm nervous. Um, but that is because I'm hoping that God would help me this morning. I'm not relying on my own power to, to give you God's message this morning. And I pray that you, that you see that as well as you listen to God's message. Um, also, I'll be very honest with you. This is probably one of the toughest sermons that I put together. First of all, it's, my time is too short because um, Brother Ramir is not feeling well, so pray for him. And also, um, it's for me, I need at least two weeks to, to prepare for a sermon. So it's, everything, time is so crushed. But um, you know what? It's a blessing. It's a blessing to be here and to share with you guys um, God's um, message this morning. Um, every time I'm scheduled to, to preach, I have this, you know, mixed emotion of excited, at the same time, anxiety. I don't know why. Pastor, is that okay? Um, I'm excited to see how God can use a person like me, you know, a person that is, you know, no good. I would say, you know, I don't, yeah, like, for me to stand here, I've never imagined it in a million years to stand here and give God's message. I, I would, if you guys know me, I'm not that kind of person. And second of all, I don't like to read. Yeah, I'm not a bookworm like my wife and my son, Nathan, and, and Sam. So, yeah, I don't, you know, I'm excited to see how God can use me this morning. And I'm also have that anxiety that I will board you guys and get get hurt. You guys get hurt, fall asleep and hit your head on the floor. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so so yeah, I'm um I pray that you know both of us once again um, to see God working in the midst of us. Okay. But today I will make a deal with you today. Okay, I will make this sermon as short and straightforward as possible. One condition. If I see one person falling asleep, I will add 10 minutes of whatever time they allow me to speak. Okay? And if I see another person falling asleep again, I will add another 10 minutes. Okay? So we will start, keep doing this until I see people stop falling asleep. Is that okay? Oh, I think we're going to be here until Christmas. <laughs> So yeah, um, if you see people like sitting beside you, just give them a little bit of this and a little bit of that, or batuwakan yun na. Okay, so Christmas. Oh man, I think um, I'm sure all of us can relate to this, and all of us are feeling excited, and maybe some of us are already feeling stressed out, or um, what a, what you're going to to give and where you're going to get. Right, um, and where you spend your Christmas, right? What food to eat, and so many things. It's it's such a busy um, month of the year, right? So I think this is a perfect timing for us and a reminder to take a pause and think how God has blessed us throughout you know the year 
and throughout our lives, right? So today, as we witness, um, is the start of our Advent sermon. Okay, so um, last Sunday, Pastor Sani gave an introduction about typology. So to those of you who missed that sermon, I encourage you guys to listen to it. Um, you know, um, it's really important. So, so you'll have an idea what we're going to do um, this Advent season at the church, right? Um, again, it is available online, on our website, on our Facebook. So we will be hearing some sermons on types of Christ in the Old Testament, okay? So I think all of us would agree that the Old Testament is a history with a promise that points to the Savior. See that again. A history with a promise that points to the Savior. Talking about history, in human history, I feel like I'm a professor once again. Um, let's go over some, some names that contributed to mankind and show us how one person's invention can change our world. Okay, here are some examples. Nikola Tesla. You guys know Nikola Tesla? Okay, a Serbian-American engineer and physicist made dozens of inventions. He invented the first alternating current, which is called AC motor, right? He developed AC generation and transmission technology. So without Nikola Tesla, we would not have water pump water heaters, motorized equipment, power tools. I love power tools. And including electric vehicles today, right? Electric car manufacturer Tesla Motors is actually a tribute to Nikola Tesla, okay? Oh, this is a good one. It's a good one. And some of us cannot live without, including myself. Sir Timothy Berners-Lee, um, known as the man who invented the internet. Ooh. Imagine life without internet, from communications to businesses, entertainment, and many more, right? So before, we would have to wait days, months, right? I remember when I used to live in the Philippines, like, uh, you know, when my sister sent this letter, it will take months before we get the message, hey, I'm sick, but she's better now. You know what I mean? So it's, yeah, so we would have to wait months and days, right? Um, you know, and imagine life without, you know, the businesses would be slow, right? Um, and entertainment is different, you know? Like, now I love YouTube. I watch YouTube. Who watch YouTube all the time, right? Facebook. My mom is addicted to Facebook, right? Um, so, these this people that invented good things, we are, you know, we are um, enjoying what, what they created. Okay, so another one, last one, Thomas Edison. He is credited with thousands of inventions, but I will just name a few. Okay, one is the electric bulb, the movie camera, the microphone, and alkaline battery. Think of the accomplishments that one person can do. On the other hand, just as one person can do great good, likewise, one person can also do great evil. 
we think of the name none other than Hitler. He believed that the Jews were the root cause of all problems and set out to eliminate all of them. His action resulted in the death of 50 million people. Another one, Genghis Khan. He was a Mongolian emperor who killed 15 million people in the Iranian plateau. A total of about 20 to 60 million people died during his reign. I know it's such a big gap, right? Because it could be more. So again, another person can do greater good and another person can create a mass destruction. So the passage that we just read in Genesis chapter 3 and in Romans chapter 5, we see here that one man, what he did, and another man, what he did, Adam and Christ. Right? So today we will look at one of the types of Christ to the character of Adam. Adam is the first prototype of a man after God's own image. Again, uh, just a quick summary from Pastor Rosani's last message, last Sunday. What is typology? Typology is a doctrine or theological type, especially one holding the things in Christian beliefs that are prefigured or symbolized by things in the Old Testament. And the other definition, a physical representation of a spiritual truth. A type is a picture of something that is to come. To those of you who do not know what I do for a living, I am a tool and dye maker. I don't dye hair. No, that's different. That's different uh, <laughs> profession, okay? So tool and dye makers are highly involved in prototyping, okay? So prototype is an early sample, model, or release of a product built to test a concept or a process, right? See a picture there. Um, due to copyrighted, I'm not allowed to show you what I do at work. Um, everything that you see has a complex shapes, contour, angles. Before we release the final product or the, for mass production, it has to maintain a, a high level of accuracy and repeatability. Okay? To name a few, uh, from appliances to cars and aircraft. So we do a lot of prototyping to build a prototype tooling, such as progressive dies, plastic molding, machine, right? And if the prototype isn't working or did not satisfy the customer specification, we would have to go back to the drawing board and redesign. Think of a God. Our God is good. He didn't redesign, right? God is not like us. God, good thing God is not tool and die maker. So prototypes are just samples. And they require a lot of improvements, just like us Christians. We require a lot of improvements and development, right? So based on customer specification, which is, in our case, is God is our customer, <laughs> right? He specifies what he wants from us. A prototype is a glimpse of something that is to come, a final product. So Adam was a good prototype until fell into sin, right? 
So from the passage that we just read, starting with Genesis chapter 3, we see sin enter the world from the deceit of the serpent and the corresponding disobedience of Adam and Eve. Pastor Sani, once again, recently over, uh, went over this last um, month or two months ago um, when he gave about um, understanding our salvation. So you can refer to that sermon. But today, we will only focus on verse 15. When God first introduces the gospel, his redemption plan, not only for Adam, but for all mankind. So our goal today, again, is to see Christ in this text. Let's read it again. Genesis chapter 3, verse 15 says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between you and your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Who is God talking about here? He shall bruise your head. Who is he? Answer is the woman's offspring. Who is the woman's offspring? Jesus Christ. Right? We can see this in the book of Romans, chapter 16, verse 20. It says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Right? And who is your? He shall bruise your head. Answer once again is serpent himself. Right? And who is the serpent? Satan. I know we didn't talk about that in the video. But this can be found in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 9. Okay? It says, verse 9 says, And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient dragon who is called the, the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. So, in Genesis chapter 3, we see a tragic fall of mankind. Adam ruins it for all of us, right? He ruins it, man. You know, one day when you see God or when you see Adam in heaven, just, you know, give him, punch him out for me. Right? He ruins everything. But you know what? The more I think about it, if God were to test all mankind and all humanity, the result would have been the same. The result would have been the same. In fact, we all did the same. It says in Romans 3, chapter, uh, chapter 3, verse 23, it says, For all have seen and fall short the glory of God. After Adam fell into sin, all humans became a prototype of Adam. Imperfect, sinners unable to save themselves, ourselves. It says this in Isaiah 53, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Although this is a hopeless and sad moment, right after it, it happened, we have given a reason to hope and to joy, to have joy, right? God rebuilt his plan after, you know, after this happened. Right after the fall of man, God gave them, Adam and Eve, hope and us, right? A savior, a king that will crush Satan under his feet. That is Jesus Christ. Amen? 
Now in Romans chapter 5, starting from verse 12, um, I want you to take a note or take um, three words that I want you to remember. First word is word one. Second word is rain, not rain, heaven. It's raining, king raining, right? Another one is much more, okay? So verse 12 says, Romans chapter 5, verse 12 Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, one death, through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sin, for sin indeed was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not counted where there is no law. Yet death reigned from Adam to Moses. Even over those sinning was not like the progression of Adam, who was a type of the one who was to come. But the free gift is not like the trespass. For if many died through one man's trespass, much more have the grace of God and the free gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment of the following trespass brought condemnation, but the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. For if... Because of one man's trespass, that reigned through that one man, much more will have those who receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness reign in life through that one man, Jesus Christ. 18, therefore, as one man trespass led to condemnation for all men, so one act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. For us by one man Disobedience, the many were made sinners. So by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. 20. Now the law came in to increase the trespass. But where the sin increased, grace abounded all the more. Beautiful verse. So that sin reigned in death, grace also might reign through righteousness, leading the eternal life through Jesus Christ. So in these verses, once again, the word one appeared 11 times. 11 times. One man, Adam, one sin, one trespass, one wrong choice, one disobedience, and that when the sin enters and resulted eternal death and condemnation. On the other hand, one man Jesus, one free gift, one righteousness, one justification, one grace. Those words appear 11 times. Another word that I want us to focus our attention to is the word reign, R-E-I-G-N. Again, Apostle Paul recognizes that Adam reigns in the kingdom of death. Adam reigns in the kingdom of death, and Christ is reigning in the kingdom of life. Condemnation flows from the stream of Adam. And salvation and justification flows from the stream of Jesus Christ. Let me repeat that. Condemnation flows from the stream of Adam. And salvation and justification flow from the stream of Jesus Christ. Other words that we want us to focus is the word much more. 
In other words, we have gained much more in Christ that we ever lost from Adam. We have gained much more in Christ that we ever lost from Adam. From these verses, we see from Adam, we inherited eternal death and judgment leading to condemnation. Because of Adam's disobedience, we become we became slaves, right? Slave to sin and slave to the law. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Once again, Romans 3.23. Also in Romans chapter 3, verse 10 to 12. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understand. No one seeks God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. So who or what is the antidote of this? Who is the answer? In Romans chapter 5 verse 15, we are told it is Jesus. It is Jesus. He is the fulfillment of the prophecy in Genesis 3.15. What we have inherited in Christ, in Him, we have inherited the free gift of grace, justification, and righteousness leading to eternal life. It says in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Also in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55 to 57, it says, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? The sting, the, the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. What an encouragement. He could have chosen to start over again. Right? Start over again and curse us. If, if I were God, I feel that that's what I, I would have done. It is summarized perfectly in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 22. For us Adam, for us in Adam, all die. And so also in Christ shall all be made alive. So all of us here is either in Adam or in Christ. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45 to 49. And I invite you guys to read this for me. God's main objective is in this verse is this. 
Having made the Lord Jesus Christ the head of his new creation, his new race, his objective is to conform us, the race of the likeness of the Savior, the new Adam. Right? Christ then becomes the one object in the eye of God concerning which and unto which he is doing all his work. And the Lord is now working in new creation, in you, in me, and all those who receive Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior to conform us all in the image of his Son. So every human being is born from the flesh in the line of Adam, the prototype Adam, right? Because Adam fall into sin, we all became sinners, all of us. But there's one answer. All those who receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior will be born in the spirit of Jesus Christ. The new Adam, the better Adam, right? So once again, when that happened, when you receive him as your Lord and Savior, you can, we can now go back to the promise of being in the garden again with Christ because God doesn't see us anymore. He sees his son in front of us, right? So that's why Adam is a pointer to Christ, and he is the type of Christ, but in the opposite way, right? Opposite way. Whatever Adam did, Christ did the opposite. And the negative consequences of Adam's sin highlights Christ's righteousness. So do Adam and Christ have any similarities? I'll say yes. They have one similarity. They are both actual historical figure. Both of them impacted the whole humanity. Adam brought the sep separation from God, and Jesus brought reconciliation. Those are the two similarities. So with this in mind, during this busy and hectic Christmas season, where we are tempted to focus on the present, the food, invitation, and all the frills, which, if we are honest, can make us very feel overwhelmed, right, and exhausted. So let us take the time to meditate on what or who truly matters. Let us start by reflecting on this first type of Christ, one of the many introduced in the Old Testament. When all seems lost, God promised us a Savior, and this is the first time that the gospel and the good news was introduced. Ask yourself, are you in Adam or are you in Christ? So now that we learn and are reminded that we are all sinners and came from the line of first Adam who deserved eternal death, and condemnation, I urge you, I urge you, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and be, I want you to become, we want you to become a part of that line. You're watching online. I want you to be, become part of that line, the new Adam, where there is salvation waiting for you. Only if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So this is the reason and the good news of Christmas, not about the gifts. This is the reason. He came to earth to live a sinless life and ultimately to die for my sin, your sin, the penalty that we cannot pay so that we can again become children of God. 
it says in John 1.12, no longer in Adam, but now in Christ. Adam is a type of Christ, and Jesus Christ is the antitype, or the perfect fulfillment of what is to come. Jesus is the final product. He is our hope yesterday, today, and forever. Let's pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And give you peace. And give you peace. The Lord make his face to shine upon you. And be great. And be gracious unto you. And be gracious. Just